0: i not too bad, mate, how
1: are you? Uh, you can tell these calls are natural, you're in your car on your way to go fishing, I've pinned you down
0: <laughs> Yeah, um, practically speaking, I'm here with me, mate, he won't say hi, he's rather shy <laughs> Oh bless um, Yeah, we're, we're literally just going off fishing, so as you can tell, is totally off the cuff no notes in front of me. The first thing I knew was a tweet came through saying we're doing a podcast. <laughs> so I'm assuming you've got some sort of news you want to put out. Um, obviously, I'm going to do an update from sort of the last podcast we did, where I covered 880, H&R, uh, Highland Natural Resources, and then Carers Resources, KRS, and then Noricum. You know, that that's my sort of main ones at the minute that, that I'm sort of keeping information and tabs on. So judging by the list, you've got quite a few there and you know, many arms and legs on them by the looks of it.
1: <laughs> just uh, just to pick up on the uh hand resources. Yeah, you we covered them in the podcast. Well you you actually covered them. And they were around yeah. uh Fifteen pence at the time. It's, it's an amazing time yep. since you've uh, talked about them from 15p.
0: Yeah, again, they've got some, as I said in the last podcast, they've got an amazing sort of product there and an amazing sort of onward-going deal with Schlimberger and or Slumberj, again, however you want to pronounce it. And they're going to start doing all the testing on the equipment so, fingers crossed, within the next few months, we'll know what's happening and what's
1: going on there. Yeah, it looks, it looks really interesting. Uh, just to pick up on the Kerris thing, what you were saying, the KRS, there's a rumour, obviously, I, I can't substantiate it, but uh, Dave Reeves is supposed to be in London next month in June. So, what I'm thinking is that they can't be far off now delivering uh, the first payment, maybe?
0: Well, uh, if you look back through all the old R&S data and everything along those lines, and on their Twitter account the other day, they put up a picture of a gentleman holding a slab of gold, roughly the same sort of size, as an A4 sheet of paper. Yeah. And by the looks of it, it's as thick as his thumb. Um, you know, the length of his thumb, the brick sort of as big as that. So, fingers crossed... Obviously, item of gold has been sold. It might just be a case of checks in the post or money's transferred to banker uh, awaiting clearance. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it could be coming at any point in time or it could be coming, you know, potentially, if if there is is rumours as a foot, you know. it. But to, to my way of thinking, I'm hoping it's going to be in the next sort of week or so. Uh, the chair price has come down from the sort of high points, yeah, uh due to the placing, but again, the placings to bring on mine online the Prince of Wales mine,
1: True. so
0: so when that all starts coming online, there could be news about the mine opening up um so again, it could be all sort of rolled in or all interlinked at that sort of point in time, so you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens and when. And, you know, we all know from that sort of point forward what's happening. And, and fingers crossed, beginning the next year, the potential for the manganese mine in Togo to come online. So,
1: yeah. uh, I agree, I agree the totally, way, by the way, Steve, because the way, the way I'm seeing it... I, which, Basically, it was a Carlsberg R&S for me when when they raised to get the Prince of Wales, the 1.25 million, I think. And the shares coming on the markets, obviously, the the price is going to get depressed uh, with that happening. But I'm hoping the news, the next news to come out for Keris, because obviously, we followed this story a long time, that that should really uh, deliver shareholder value, hopefully. And then, like you said, long term, over the next year, it should be an interesting journey.
0: That's it, you know, cash in the bank instantaneously within the next couple of weeks, bring on the other assets, other mines, just scale up the business, more cash flow coming in, more mines coming online, commodity prices are rising. And obviously when we first started covering the story, that's the main thing that, you know, everyone that sort of feeds information, that was the main sort of grasp of the story. Brilliant working model, brilliant practices, brilliant board of directors there. They've got their own cash in the game. You know, um, I, I think this is the low point of the share price. I don't think we'll ever see any prices at these levels again. All right. Uh, so, yeah. you know, happy days moving forward. So uh, Just sit back, await the news, see what happens when it happens, and we'll obviously carry on covering it.
1: Yeah, like you say, it'll be interesting. And if Dave Reeves is coming to town next month, uh, obviously if I'm about, I'll pop down to London and we'll try and get an exclusive interview with him. Uh, Noricum, Norikham Gold. They've put some r and out uh, over the last week or so. They're, They're active now, they're drilling. It looks exciting.
0: That's it. Again, we covered it quite a while back. The share price is still roughly similar when I sort of first got on board but again you know that the company's moving forward, they put out the R&S they're starting to do the drill work and again in the background we still only know what's down to very very shallow depths. and they're going to start obviously getting that resource out of the ground Uh, resources that they know about already are a million tonnes of copper and then they've got a a glut of gold there and a glut of silver. And again, between the last podcast and this podcast, I've been looking at all of the prices and where they've been historically, and silver looks like it's going to become a sort of a higher riser if you like. Yeah. You've got to catch up with, you know, other materials such as plastic and um gold. Lee being on the rise. Silver has risen, but nowhere near as much as the gold price. So, you know, the silver that's there when that starts coming online, you know, that's going to obviously sort of re-rate the prices and that's potential of the Yeah, definitely. So, and again, working in the background, they've got the IP scanning machine. They're going to figure out what they've got deeper down and work out the grades and resources and just build a brilliant scalable model. They've got 30-year licenses on the well, brilliant working sort of agreements with the local people. And the other gentleman that they've got on board, apart from Greg, who's the main sort of man there, the the main focus for me is on his sort of left and right-hand man called Martin. He used to work for a company called London and they basically didn't want to mine the area they had other plays that they had spent a lot of money on that they wanted to go off and look at so martin has basically left a massive major company to come online with Noricum, and he's built up all of the sort of working relationships into government into you know with the local population he's done a lot of work for the old mining community there so he knows the whole working system and the layout, and the company's obviously piggybacking him, his knowledge, and the work that London previously did, obviously, with the mining in that area. So, again, you know, an amazing story, and they're just sort of at the beginning of their journey.
1: Definitely. The last time we met them, remember when we met them, Steve, he was was a really... uh, very interesting guy to talk to when we uh did the sh- we did the show at well walsall you know Do you remember martin we were talking to martin from noricum after you know when we, we did the show there. yeah
0: yeah definitely you know martin has got a, a you know vast knowledge and experience within you know not only mining but in that area he's been in this sort of mining community and area the last 10 years. He knows the lay of the land, he knows the people, he knows the communities, he knows how to network with those people. So, you know, what's not to like? He's almost effectively a a Paul Bazinski of the mining community in that area.
1: Yeah, I think, well I must admit I've had some interesting conversations. I I interviewed uh, REM, Rare Earth Minerals, their CEO, and obviously they've got 20% of their European metals holdings, but we're not doing bad. Just to pick up, because I'm looking at the the gold, the silver, the lithium, the rare earth, the copper. At the moment, it seems we seem to be going more towards the mining companies, because I know none of these guys will go on the record and say it, but the sector definitely looks like it's turned. It looks like it's bouncing. It does, in my humble opinion.
0: Yeah. uh Yeah. when you have a look at commodity prices with sort of repressed oil stocks, for instance, barrel of oil is down around $30 per barrel. That's the point in time when you've got to look for these little companies that have got, you know, a potential mass resource. That's why I like the A T story. And that's why I sort of, you know, had a look at that and sort of almost championed the, the research into that company. Yeah. So, and again, if you look at, historically the gold prices even two or three years ago every other advert on the tv was have you got gold do you want to sell it to us you know we'll send you a free parcel in the post and then you just send us your product we'll value it transfer the money into the bank the same day we get it you know hmm. now the gold price since that point in time has come down massively but with the world communities and obviously the stock markets and just the whole, you know, absolutely everything when you look at it.
1: Brexit, it everything, looks, yeah. Brexit, the lot. It all adds to it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, that's it. All we need basically is some sort of trigger and it looks, you know, very much like it's going to be happening sort of relatively soon. Yeah, when you look at Australia,
1: uh, look at the price gold in Australia. It's gone through the roof. It's absolutely crazy.
0: Yeah, that's it. You know, at the minute, the Australian gold price is sort of gone above and, and beyond the sort of world sort of normal gold price. So again, it, you know, to be in the mining stocks that are based in Australia, like Caravus, you know, when they sign the original sort of contracts and deals, they set a 50-50 deal for one of a better description. And that's up to sort of 1600 Australian dollars. Anything above the 1600 Australian dollars, they get a 70-30 split. So more profitability for exactly the same sort of product coming out the ground. So again, you know, they've done very well to secure that type of deal and chose that CEO's a forward-thinking, the forward planning. They obviously knew that the the price of the gold was going to rise a lot higher. So, you know, again, that's the sort of thing that I look towards when I'm doing all my research. So yeah.
1: <clears throat> definitely. I'm looking towards there, uh, to be honest. I'm, obviously, I'm 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 looking at, uh, across the board, and I'm I'm looking at lithium and rare earth. That's that's the things I'm looking at at the moment. You know, for like obviously. Well, we know what they're used for, but to pick up on the, uh, I believe the rare earth one for now, but the lithium, you look at uh, the electric car and the the industry, the way it's going, I think that's going to be an exciting journey for a few companies, that's for sure, that market.
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, everyone's going on to sort of renewable energy resources now, there's a lot more battery operated cars, and the, the whole world is sort of aiming towards that. Lithium, sort of some of the main mines that have been mined for years and years They're sort of now on the decline and the shutdown So, you know, any one can see that if like the main sort of mines could be shutting down Then obviously you get these niche little companies like rare earth minerals where you know, there is the potential there that the commodity price is going to go up and obviously the amount of production of the product worldwide is going to be going down. So, again, similar story with oil. You know, every single country in the world, the exploration's sort of in decline because they feel that it's not going to be economically viable. There's a lot of risk in the market. So, you you know, it's, again, just trying to find those niche little companies that are going to deliver on their sort of promises and go forward with them, you know, that's the sort of thing
1: I'm looking at now. Oh, they're out there, they're definitely out there, you know what I mean, they're there to be seen, you know what I mean, I keep banging the drum for uh, that European metal toldens, uh, but you yeah. know, you say you've got the rare earth in there, I'm actually, uh, what I've been done is, uh, Savannah Resources, SAV, have been in touch with, uh, that's another good company, Dave Archer, the CEO, and <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying to pin him down now for a podcast, so we had a few requests from holders, and we've already interviewed them in the past. So hopefully, because that's of Resources, that looks a, a really interesting company as well to me, you know?
0: <coughs> yeah, as um, has been obviously noted on some of the bulletin boards, I had no idea about this podcast. And to be <laughs> honest with you, although yeah. I've heard about them, I don't know anything about that company. So I'm I can't, I
1: can't comment on that company at this moment. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just me doing me catch up. It's like uh, another one. Again, you probably won't know them. Sirius Petroleum. It's a, it's another story. I'm just picking up on these because we've covered these on the sites and uh, I've I've spoken to where Bob the CEO, and Graham Lyon, the technical advisor. So for anybody who holds their Sirius Petroleum, we are trying to get hold of them. You know, to get them to do an interview and also we've uh, done a Q&A to uh, Solo Oil and & Gas, and uh, yep. they've agreed to uh, come back to us with the uh, Q&A, so Solo's another one for for people watching. Uh, Steve, I've got a, we've just launched Conker's Corner on the uh, site. Have you, have you been yep. there yet? Have you been interviewed?
0: I have been interviewed. I was interviewed yesterday, and again, it's absolutely brilliant talking to Conkers. Um, again, it you know, because we're not sort of sat there talking about stocks or anything like that, it was good just to have a, you know, open and frank discussion about me, who I am, what I stand for, you know, the way I conduct and, you know, operate my sort of portfolio. Yeah. you're,
1: uh, you're you are long- it- on. Go on. No, sorry, I was going to say, I was going to pay you a the compliment there, actually, because what people are not picking up on yet, you're actually along some some city names. You've got the likes of Chris Bailey, who's on there, and you've got Steve Marcus, you've got, like, Diane Patterson, and you're going to have, you know, you'll have Paul Johnson in the future, uh, Malcolm Parry from uh, Mind Maven, so you're alongside some good company.
0: Yeah, definitely, you know. Um, I thought it was going to be something like uh, Hard Talk off the BBC. Yeah. Uh, it was... It's it's more of like a a friendly chat and you know one question leads to another and You know, he was full of sort of compliments and praises for like the amount of research on 880 I've, I've done and you know off the back of that. It's like how do you do this? How do you do that? What would you say? What what would you say to people? Sort of listening to this, you know interview What would you do for your research, you know? And we sort of just sat there, analyzed, you know, social media. And again, you've covered, you know, how powerful social media could be. Yeah. And again, we've sort of touched on a a whole myriad of sort of subject matter sort of within that. So, again, it's very interesting just to be able to sit there and have an open sort of frank discussion and a talk about, you know, me and, you know, the stock markets in general. It's, it's so, good you know, and and what what I would say to people is, if there's a company you're following, it doesn't need to be one that LSE share talk are covering. Even, you know, could they come forward to you and say, I'm invested in this company, any chance we could get this CEO on board and you know interview him, you know, it it can be a wealth of information for so many people and, you know, it could potentially become a, a regular sort of day-to-day thing, if you like.
1: Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, I'll come on, I'll touch on to it later on, but uh, like Gretland Gold, GGP, that that's a company we're going to work with in the future, for sure. <clears throat> but uh, just to uh, FCR, uh, Ferrum Crescent Limited, uh, I, I, I don't know, if you, did you follow that this week? Did you see the share rise? Yeah,
0: the share price has been rising.
1: Yeah, well... Uh, I've just got to, uh, just to say something on this one. Uh, basically, I met Justin Tooth back in January. I, I met him back then. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we actually tweeted out uh, the placing they did on our site and also on Twitter on the 25th of February. And the price was at, and this is where people have to listen, it was at 0.0012p. So the, the the reason I'm saying this is because I've watched these keyboard warriors <clears throat> all shouting yes, yes. But the thing is, I spoke, I spoke, and I, I talked to Justin, and then we put the podcast out uh, last Thursday. The market cap was 2.3 million at the time. When it closed on Friday, it closed at 3.59 million. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So what I'm I mean, clarifying? I you. You
1: mean. I've-
0: Um, Unfortunately, you get people that are sort of blinkered to other sort of things that were sort of being said. Um, I mean, for instance, you go back to Upland's Petroleum. Yeah. I mentioned them, and the following day, the share price rose, and literally the day before we even put the podcast out, one of the managers there announced that he had bought in like a massive amount of shares out of his own money.
1: Okay, yeah, so, yeah.
0: You know, after I mentioned there, you know, social media again being what it is, I had people saying, hey, you didn't make the share price rise. It was the director's buys. But when you have a look at the director's buys, it was the day before he had even sat down and done the podcast. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. You know, Unfortunately, and again, i covered it on Conkers, the power of social media, you know, it can be great as long as it's used for the correct purposes and as long as people sort of research the info on the back of what's being said on social media, you know, believe no one, trust no one is sort of two key things. If the information is, proven correct and true, then yes, you do get a reputation. Yes, you do get a following. It's what you do with that reputation and following that sort of key. You know, I've had people asking me, you know, what's the share price of Kera's gonna be after they announce, you know, the, the gold bar and, you know, the sale of it to the market. Yeah. And I have, you know, quite openly and honestly said, no, I'm not gonna guesstimate a share price. But, however, if you look at where the share price was before the placing came about, and again, the placing is to aid the company in producing X amount of extra, you know, revenue month to month. So, for the sake of, you know, waiting for six months, they've effectively lost out on six months of mining at a million million Australian dollars a month. So to do a placing for that sort of 1.25 million, that effectively means they could bring that mine on five, six months earlier. So net gain from it's going to be around sort of five to six million. So what is not to like about that placing? So, you you know, short term, it should obviously do what it's going to do. I don't need to tell anyone that can look at a chart, where it should be, where you know, in my opinion, it's undervalued. So you know, I think the markets need to know that the business model works. Yes, it does work. We know it works. They've got the material out the ground. They've got it to the local processing plant. They've got the bar of gold on Twitter. You know, what more does the market want to know? Unfortunately, the people that set the price, the market makers, they don't follow Twitter. You know, the kind. <laughs> They can't, they can't use Twitter, uh, and again, this is the power of the social media. You can see what's there. You can see what's what. You don't need to be a brain surgeon to
1: work it out, you know. Well, um, it went around uh, 1.7. Originally, obviously, we picked it up last year, 0. 0.37 of a penny. Yeah. But the thing is, what people, if people take the time to listen to this, what they've got to understand is the main conversations now are going on WhatsApp and in direct message groups. Away from the front of Twitter, so they're actually discussing what people are saying on Twitter behind the scenes, and that's yep. where that's where the power now of social media is for me. But uh, just just to finish off and Ferrum Crescent, there, Steve, not being rude, yeah, they issued a speeding ticket on Friday, which I was, like I say, I do know Justin Tooth, and I talked to him. I was I was bemused because why they did that? They only had to put an R&S out and basically say we've noted we've noted the shared movement, but we are doing XYZ, but they didn't. They just put out a speeding ticket and basically stopped it. But just to finish off on that one, when I spoke to him on, on the, the, the interview and I said about his market cap, it's got to be around $5 million for what he's doing. And if, this is a big if, I don't know, but if Spain comes in, because now they've got the warrants, they've got the funds, £800,000, they go for Spain, and they get Spain, I think... You, in my opinion, humble opinion, the 5 million market cap for that company could be broke like, but that's just my thoughts, you know?
0: Yeah, again, I mean, when you have a look at other companies that have done roughly the same, you know yeah. before well that the share price has obviously escalated from that sort of point in time. Any company that brings a decent asset on board and has yeah. of funding to cover that asset, again, that asset is worth a certain amount of money to... The company. So you know, back to what we were saying before. You know, we don't tip stocks. We just cover the information. We put the information out there for everyone to see, and go from there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That that's why when I was that I, I was at the Masters show on Tip TV, I did uh, touch on the uh, cash shell thing. You know, and uh, you know I shouldn't do it. Like cause it's just my opinion. It's not LSC Share Talks opinion. But uh, yeah. I was just amused by, you know, the, the cash shell situation and how people end up getting themselves locked into these things where you've got other companies around you. They're, they're actually, you know, they've got assets and they're operating. So it's just a strange... Yeah, yeah.
0: that's it, you it's know. Cool. And again, I cover this on Conquer's Corner. If there's a company that's got an asset that's undervalued and you find that company... They've got an asset on board. They've got funds in place. Why would you not want to invest in that company at that point in time with a sort of repressed share price? Yeah. Because, again, the, the market makers, they seem to like keeping share prices repressed. You know, even if a bit of good news comes out, they generally tend to try and drop the price on it so an and entry point.
1: that's what it is steve it's, it, they want to get people an entry point basically that's that's the market forces yeah
0: that's it and you know that's the way things are
1: so just just there uh, just obviously i won't keep you long because i know you want to go fishing and i appreciate you time i uh <clears throat> i did a podcast with paul johnson on there uh, on friday uh and what we were doing is we were covering uh Basically, the you know the investment arm, of Metal Tiger. Yep. So basically, people don't understand the asset the asset arm within the company, and what it is, they have the warrants, the shares invested in other companies, and as Paul calls them, the Willy Wonkers golden tickets, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so he calls them. It's amazing, but uh, they're actually up by two million quid. If, if I put a tweet out on LSC Share Talk and it had a link and it showed you. But what they've put in to what the return is at the moment, and it's just below three million pounds. That's what these these yeah. warrants. Honestly, it's it's for all to see. We know they have Spain, Botswana, Thailand, assets, etc. But I think yeah. investors are missing a trick, ignoring that the asset arm inside Metal Tiger. They're definitely missing a trick.
0: Yeah, um, I mean practically speaking, you have a look at what they've got at Metal Tiger. Um, as as I said before, I've not invested in them, I'm aware of them, I'm on their bulletin board basically, sort of some of the chat groups, Yeah, it's a good and, percent. you know, if they see value in a sort of underfunded company somewhere, and they can add value and add an asset to their sort of arm, if you like, they'll buy a percentage of the company, they'll give them the money and say, go and get on with it, you know, and in return they obviously get these warrants and you know they've got various sort of mines themselves that they're producing so you know excellent business model you know scale up the smaller companies take a you know they do all the due diligence they're they're almost like a brokerage company for several different companies but they're kept within the one company yeah, so they keep an yeah. eye on them. They know the market. They know what they're doing. Paul Johnson's air miles must be absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> um, you know, he. What well, one minute he's in this country, and next minute he's in this other country. Then you see him, you know, on an American show somewhere, and then next minute he's on YouTube, and then he's doing a podcast here, then he's doing an interview there, and. You know, it, the the guy must uh, have some shares in sort of Red Bull because he must be sat there drinking that stuff all day, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> just, to, just to keep on the ball. But again, the, the the share price there that's been sort of I don't know what price you called it at, but there's so much more news flow to come there. They've got so many results outstanding from sort of certain aspects within the company. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but well. You know, literally to do the research on that company to see what the potential is, oh. you need to be 100% on the ball and you have to do so many hours' worth of research, you know, and again, going back to social media, there are other people that are saying, you know, certain things about loads of companies, but when it comes to Matt mantle tiger, literally, I don't think anyone anywhere in their right mind will know properly and fully the scale of everything, because for everything you see at the front, it's almost like an iceberg. There's sort of 70%, 80% workings and goings on behind the scene that you're not aware of, that you don't see.
1: Yeah, I uh, had one to pin down The air for sure. The, well, the, the two and that came out this week, they've obviously moved into Ireland, as you can see. But uh yeah. <clears throat> just what I did was, what I like about Paul is as well, obviously I know Paul and Cameron, it was it a was non executive director now, Cameron Parry. I've covered, the, I've covered the question of a conflict for directors and CEOs to invest in companies personally outside of their own company. That, that was a question I asked Paul. He basically yeah. he, nailed, he nailed it for me, <coughs> excuse me, he nailed it because he's right. You've, you've got the AIM regulators, you've got the compliance teams, you've got the nomads, and they monitor everything these guys, even what they say publicly so closely. So yeah. I think he definitely covered it in that podcast. And just, just to finish off on that one, uh, <clears throat> when you said about his travels, that brings me on to Gretland Gold's uh, GGP. Uh, yeah. we, we and you have covered them in the past, haven't we? You know, the metal type yeah. section? Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to get Paul Johnson, who may I add, as far as I'm aware now, he's, again, more air miles. He's on his, he's on his way to Thailand. And I'll get Andrew Bell. I'm trying to get the pair of them together in uh, one podcast so we can uh, get this uh, Gretlin Gold thing covered, you know, because he was yeah. quite excited about it, Paul, on Friday when he was chatting about it.
0: Yeah, the, the last rumor was he was in Botswana because apparently they're awaiting a massive resource update there.
1: Um, That'll be mod, yeah, mod Resources. They've got 30% Metal Tiger of that and they own 5% of their uh, Mod Resources. Australian listed company. All right. Yeah, that's what that is. It's uh, it's it's a big copper play, but uh that's depth right. So the last one, so you can get fishing right. I've gotta put this one out here. I've gotta thank Steve Sanderson, uh Stefania and the UCOG team. We sold uh, a couple of barrels of the uh for the Hart Hill for charity and it raised for the Princess Trust, it raised over one thousand seven hundred pounds, which is uh absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, and again I was you know, when it was first sort of mentioned you first put the tweet out, I sort of sat there and I thought, you know, I wouldn't mind having that myself, even though I'm not invested in that company for like a hundred quid, you know, two hundred quid, you know, as a nice little keepsake. It's a unique products, it's a unique item, you know. Um, obviously, I know they've got several sort of drills ongoing. know to be able to get one of them barrels is you know absolutely brilliant yes the money's for charity but you know a thousand quid that is just you know absolutely amazing and you know i don't know who the sort of the main winner is i don't know if he's sort of put it out there on twitter no I he hasn't like,
1: uh, he's, he's quiet he's, he's a businessman actually that's that's the only thing all
0: right you know uh, and you know, kudos to him for putting that amount of money up. Obviously, it's going to charity, so it's all for a good cause. But you know, that's just an amazing amount of money for that item. You know, so.
1: Well, oh, Steve, hey, hey. all right, here. I'll I'll give you an exclusive here, right, and then you give me an idea of what I can do with this. I've to talk to you, Cog, on Friday. And what, what they're doing is, and nobody knows this yet, this is exclusive now on this podcast, the Kimbridge and the Portland Discovery the two different sections. UCOG are bringing out two new barrels. And a barrel will be just the Kimbridge oil in, and the barrel will be the Portland Discovery oil. UCOG, okay. yeah, so UCOG, is a thank you for us to do the first barrel, they're going to send us these two new barrels are going to get posted out. Now, you tell me what I can do with these two barrels to raise funds for charity. They're,
0: they're giving you some more?
1: Yeah, yeah, they're going to give me a, a the brand new. it's One's a Kimmeridge Discovery section oil barrel and one's a... Right, Power so Discovery. It, it's
0: basically this oil is from the different section. So, again, it's a totally different.
1: Yeah, it's a completely different thing. These are brand new. These are two brand new barrels from each section of the well. But you give me an idea what I can do with them in the future for charity and I'll do it.
0: Well, obviously, that how that's just gone. Obviously, if this gentleman, as you say, is a businessman, he's got the money to throw out an item like that. You know, he might have invested 100 grand in the company for all we know. You know, I don't think it's fair that only sort of rich people should be able to, you know, have the opportunity of owning this.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, what what would you suggest? What What shall I do with these two brand new barrels? Not in the public what? opinion. Nobody has them.
0: Right. You've sort of caught me off guard here. How yeah. could we? How could we do this? Where everyone? Why don't we have? I've done this again on other bulletin boards. What we do is you uh, sort of guess the share price yeah. at the end of the month. Sort of competition. All right. Why don't we do? Something like that, but we can potentially make it... Why well, don't we do something like, chuck us a fiver, guess the share price.
1: Yeah.
0: That fiver obviously still all goes to charity.
1: Yeah.
0: Whoever guesses the share price closest to the share price of a company will get the item. So again, we're still raising money for charity, but sort of Joe Blogs down the street that well, wants to chuck a fiver at it in the hope that they can you know, potentially get the item. I like it. How how does that sound? Because then everyone gets a chance of owning it. Yeah,
1: but, Jerry, yeah.
0: You know, even if someone wants to get it, I mean, you've seen the price that the last one's gone for. Um, You know, so on the back of that, if people want to chuck a fiver at it, then that's totally up to them. If people obviously, you know, we could do a no holds barred, so if people want to... Check a hundred quid in. They can have Twenty guesses at the share price of a of a company.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it's a good idea. By the way, your mate Rigger. I've got to mention Rigger. He'll uh, he'll be having a few goals. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. The very second that came out, You know, Rigger was talking to me on social media, and he was like, you know, I want it. I want it. He bid uh-huh. up to a very handsome price, and he's like, I can't. You know, he's got the money. Don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, it's a lot he of money. Can't
0: to- yeah, he can't justify putting that amount of money in when he's obviously got other commitments there to sort of deal with. Uh, I
1: agree,
0: yeah. Why don't, why don't we do it? So it's fair, obviously, we. Decided, it wouldn't be fair if we did it on like 880 because I've got a sort of a working knowledge on that stock. Why don't we choose a new company that's potentially coming on board?
1: Yeah.
0: And... We can effectively cover that. Why don't we say something like a, you know, it, obviously I don't know when the items come in, but if I said something like end of this month,
1: yeah, we pick a got, company. Yeah, we just pick a company.
0: Pick a company. It can be one that we we could potentially be covering. It could be a totally random company that's only just floated on the market, and we that way everyone's got a level playing field yeah. as to. You know, if they want to do a bit of research on the company, they can look at other companies that are roughly similar, you know, that way it's a level playing field. Joe blogs from down the road, has got as much chance as a multi-millionaire investor who, you know, is potentially, you know, very well off and wouldn't mind paying over a a thousand quid for the item, you know.
1: I like it, by the way. I, I agree totally with you.
0: How does that sound? And then, literally, you can have like a two-month gap or something like that. So we can say, right, for the first month, this is the company. You've got a month to go off, do some research, guesstimate the share price. Then, obviously, two months after a cut-off date, whatever the share price is, whoever's the closest gets the item.
1: Yeah, we'll do. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll speak to you, Cog. I'm sure they'll agree to it. You know, I'm, I'm sure they'll be happy with that. Like, but like. Like I say when, when I was speaking to them on Friday, there Steve Sanderson just came out with it, you know, and he just said, Oh, these are two brand new barrels and straight away I felt, well, you know what I mean, I'm I'm the same as you. I would rather put them into charity to raise funds, you know, than hold on to them myself. So now that's a cracking idea, I love it. Yeah, okay. Right, right, we'll we'll have
0: to pick a company on that
1: one. No problem. Uh, are you have gone fishing? Pardon? I said, are you going fishing? You must, your mate must be sick of waiting for you to drive to the fishing. <laughs> the fishing no. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not going to paint too much
0: of it. You know, but he he's got his shirt off at the moment, and he's sort of sat in the sun,
1: just sort of chilling out and relaxing. Ain't your pool? <laughs> he's not playing. Oh bless me! By the way, the poor lad just wants to go fishing, and he's got bushwhacked in an interview. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Funny. Yeah. All right, Steve. By the way, absolute pleasure talking as per usual.
0: What I'm I'm going to add to this is 880. Oh, sorry. Yeah, again, I don't think you put it on the Twitter earlier on, but 880, they recently announced, and good old Dave Wall, he played hardball with the company that originally had the 3D seismics.
1: All right, I asked that question why they didn't do that, yeah.
0: Yeah, basically, he he turned down and said, right, we don't want it, You, you know, you're asking too much for it. We don't want this item, so we'll just pay you to do the 2D seismic. So they've basically given them the cash to do the 2D seismic. Off they've gone. Now, the company would be stupid if they're holding on to 3D. They'll be stupid to go out, resurvey the land, redo the seismics, reanalyze the data when they've got this data set sat there.
1: Exactly. They may as
0: well have just given them the... The 3D sort of data in the first instance. So, uh, and that by the looks of it is what's happened. Uh, area and was sort of set massive area around the sort of ice wine acreage. So, again, you know, Dave always played a blinder there, he's played hardball, he's walked away. So, You know, they could be sat there at this precise moment in time, working out what sort of conventional resources in play. And, you know, we might be hearing news on that at a sort of given moment in time, in the sort of semi-near future. So you reckon they've got the 3D, yeah? Yeah, that's 3D seismic for the cost of 2D seismic. How good a deal is that?
1: Sweet, we just we just lost you for a minute there. That's all it was on the on your mobile. But uh, ah, right, sorry, yeah. No, no, it's not
0: your. except a little bit where I live. Um, one minute you're in a
1: city, next minute you're
0: in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Well, you you uh,
1: yourself, you get no posh no posh pop pickers on our uh <laughs> our podcast, do you?
0: Nope, um, I wouldn't consider myself posh. I consider myself a down to earth person. I've been called that several times. Maybe that's because I fell over at fishing and got covered in mud. Um, <laughs> if, if that means I'm down to earth, then so be it. You know, I am what I am. I am who I am. You know, simple as that. People don't like it. It's their lot.
1: By the way, you're the top man. I know I've met you. Right, get yourself fishing, and I'll speak to you later. Okay?
0: Yeah, let's
1: see if I catch one. I'm sure you'll you'll put a picture up somewhere if you do. So many hands left. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) I'll see you later.
0: All right? Yep. see you later, Alex. Cheers for the chat, mate. Cheers. And thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Any suggestions or ideas for the podcasts, if there's a format you want, let me know. Um, Someone picked up on, on the last podcast. That uh, They're only interested in certain companies that we cover, so I was going to write like a little timeline of when the companies start. As I'm driving, um, obviously sat there in the car, I've got no pen, no paper, no nothing to do an index list for anyone, so apologies for this time around.
1: Right, sweet. We'll, we'll, we'll organise something in the future anyway, for sure. That's, you know what no problem.
0: Yeah, that's for real. Right, okay. Alex, I'll catch you later, mate. Enjoy okay. your day.
1: All right, I'll catch you later, all right? Bye-bye. Catch you
0: later. Bye. Bye.